with another episode of Deconversion Therapy. I'm Karen. Hi, and I'm Bonnie. We're going to tell you what this podcast is about. It's hopefully lighthearted, funny take on growing up in the church. Uh, for us, it was the evangelical church. We were Southern Baptist, born and bred. Yeah. So anyone can listen to this podcast. It's just humorous and idiotic. And the backdrop of it is leaving Christianity. But it can be for any religion that you grow up in and just all the inside jokes and everything. So anytime there's anything organized, to me, that's where the funny is going to happen. I agree. Because everything that's organized has the pit of it is really unorganized. You know what I mean? Like people don't really know what they're doing. So it's middle management. (laughs) We went, yeah, we went to a middle management religion uh, church. So if you wouldn't mind, please subscribe and rate and review. That helps us show up. And so other people can be like, I would like to waste my time listening to this stuff. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, every time you say rate, I make this pained face like, oh, like, yeah, go ahead, rate it. They're not going to, like, look at our pictures and go, she's a five <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> she's a fox. That's right. She's fine. Um, <sighs> well, they're not really going to say that anyway. But so this week we're going to tell about growing up in Christian school. Ours was Southern Baptist, and it was connected to our church. So Literally. Yeah. So like on so Wednesdays. So this is the day school we're talking about. Correct. Grammar yeah. school for some. I just have to tell, give people a picture. Okay. Our principal, bless her heart. Uh, she was very strict. She scared the shit out of everyone. She was about four foot high, and mm-hmm. she would wear like those wool dresses that, you know, if if a younger woman wore it, she'd look like Jackie Onassis. But this yeah. woman always looked, she always had white hair since we knew her, and she had a hunchback. Now, that is nothing against her. She was actually a lovely lady. But to give you a picture of, like, that is our principal. And every time she talked or called you to the office, you thought you were <laughs> in for, yeah. And because they still paddled. They still paddled oh, back then. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Well, the, to, to me, the thing is also, um, I met her when I was, like, three because they let me into school early. So I had to go to her house and have a meeting with her. Oh. So I don't ever remember being afraid of her. Right. But what I will say one nice thing is not one kid there ever made fun of her and her body. No. And like the whole, uh, you know, her her compromised <laughs> musculoskeletal. Exactly. Uh, you know, condition. Never. Which I think really says something. That Christian schools are better. Well, you know what? Maybe we knew because <laughs> kids are shitty. Yeah. And I think that, and again, a bit of that fear factor there going too. like, right. you know, she held this different kind of regard that maybe, I don't know, like if we went to Catholic school, maybe right. the head Catholic 
person in charge, you'd sort of <laughs> feel that, you know. Yep. A little intimidation there. But our class was like anybody else's. It was right. all broken down into clicks. And this is where Charlie's Angels comes in because every day we had phys ed or recess or something. I don't know if it was strictly. PE. Yeah, we might have gotten another recess though because there were sometimes we got to goof off. And yeah, and we, we played a lot of kickball yeah. and dodgeball which upset me. <laughs> there were a lot of kids who during recess would actually do athletic things for fun, which right. we could not relate to. And <laughs> the other ones that were mingling with the boys, again, no need for that. So I do remember one pole that we liked to spin around on. Oh, yeah. We, we were idiots. <laughs> we just like fun around we're till just, we were dizzy and be like, that's fun, Rita. Um, but you and I and one other person would hang out in like this outdoor stairwell and <laughs> act out Charlie's Angels. Like oh we would God, be like, I forgot about come that. Jill, run. There's the bad guy. Oh, we've got to call Charlie. So we would act out that. And I think there's some kind of spaceship thing we acted out the stairwell oh my god that's yep. awesome because we yeah. were able to hide from all the people who are actually doing uh social or age appropriate things yeah and yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a it wasn't a good show for kids but it wasn't bad yeah, yeah. anything that I they think were it was doing, empowering yeah anything that was wasn't good to know about or adult went right over my head anyway. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Like if, you know, someone's laying out in a bathing suit, I would have had no idea that viewers would be like, hubba hubba. I would just be like, oh, I love that bathing suit. One day I'm going to have boobies and I'm going to have a bathing suit. And I'm gonna yeah, look Kelly's like, white bathing suit. Yep. It's like, oh, I got to have a white bathing suit. Like exactly. That. I will not fill it out. But That's right. So, so. go ahead. <laughs> Well, one of the one of the things that uh, we always knew was coming and that we dreaded was sixth grade because uh, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, you hung out in your classroom and your teacher taught you all the subjects. But in sixth grade, you had a homeroom teacher and you went to different classes. You switched classes. It was a big to-do. Mm -hmm. So there were three teachers who had a reputation for being witches. Yep. And they even had their picture taken as, oh, ha, ha, a joke in the yearbook uh, with witch hats on. Oh, God. Or at least one of them did. I don't know if it's in this one that I'm looking. Oh, here they are. Yep. With their witch hats on. And you know that, like, now from an adult point of view, they thought it was funny. Right. But I, I still, I have a bad taste in my mouth because... <laughs> Uh-oh. So, uh, Mrs. Mrs. I don't want to say her name. Okay. With this strong Southern accent. Okay. Um, she, uh, there were two things. 
One was funny, and one really has stuck with me the whole life. So, so she had this strong Southern accent, and I was so excited to be in the spelling bee because I'm an <laughs> excellent speller. Uh, <laughs> so, so she she gets everybody up there, and it's your turn to say the word, and she gives me the word blackboard. And um, I didn't know you could, you know, ask for a definition or anything like that. I right. just. I said, could you repeat that? And, you know, she says blackboard. So I start spelling B-L-A-C-K-B-O-Y. So, um. <laughs> so the classroom erupts into laughter <sighs> because I thought with her accent she was saying black boy. Right. And so, you know, it was like ha, 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 and like sit down. So. Yeah. so sit down. It was, the you know, and there's no the teacher being wrong. So um, that's my spelling bee minute. Um, um, I could have excelled. I could have been lessons. a contender. That's lessons in early institutional racism. <laughs> well, <laughs> that I didn't think that it would be strange. Right, right. To, to give that word. <laughs> yep. So, um, so there was one uh, incident in our homeroom, and a frog was in formaldehyde. And we were, we always had that in the class. So somebody spilled it, and the formaldehyde oh, was God. everywhere on the, the carpet. Right. And so when we were getting ready to change classes, I said to somebody, could have been you, I'm so glad that we get to get out of here because that formaldehyde is really hurting my throat. So a day later, she staged a whole scenario with one of the other teachers. Uh-huh. Either that or the same day. And it was for my benefit, but um, but not t- uh, said to me directly. So she's telling the other teacher, well, I heard one little girl the other day saying that she was happy that she got to leave the room that smelled like formaldehyde, which was so inconsiderate to the people who had to stay in the room with the formaldehyde. Oh, my God. Like, so it was, let's teach through guilt. Right, right. Yeah, guilt being the go-to for yep. all the fun things. And that, that it we wasn't very Christian-like to not be thinking about the people who would have to stay That's in the room. That's right, because it's joy, Jesus, others, yourself. So <laughs> well, and what hit me today was... <laughs> we're doing yodge, and you... That's right. Get me out of the formaldehyde smell. But now that I'm older, I realize um, perhaps, maybe, not, not, not necessarily true, but I've got a really strong sense of smell. Like yeah. I can go into different people's houses and go, boom, you know, your place smells like this. Yours, like if you blindfolded me, I could walk in and go, yep, this is so-and-so's house. Right. So perhaps it hurt my throat more than it did the average person. But that only occurred to me today. Or so. maybe you were the only one spared because you left and all the other people who stayed have no idea that <laughs> they have body odor because... They just no, have no sense she, of smell. She, I think she was upset because she had to stay. It was her classroom. Oh, well, suck it, woman. <laughs> right. Oh, anyway, good. so I hope she's well. <laughs> <laughs> all the best. <laughs> all the best. Yeah. Oh, speaking of all the best, let me just read you what you wrote in my, my yearbook 
for 1979. Okay. I don't have that yearbook, so Good. I can't wait. And if there's any misspellings, I know my cursive was amazing. It was good. Yes. Whoa, it was, was it? amazing. I thought it yeah. was all shaky. Okay. First of all, somebody plus somebody is written in a heart and scratched out. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who that was. Um, another kid signed his name and then put the best next to his name and super stud. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> How, okay, so what grade were we in? Six. Okay. So here is what you wrote: to a stupid girl that's <laughs> ugly and weird <laughs> and is sick in the head. <laughs> Have a good year. <laughs> You're nice otherwise. <laughs> oh, I was sorry. If it's I, so cool. Oh, it's not over. Oh, God. <laughs> sorry if I take up your whole page, but I feel like writing. R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G. <laughs> I would have gotten that if I had advanced past round one in the fucking spelling bee. <laughs> um, ooh, I see that you had Randy sign it. Are you in love? Tell me the truth. Boy, I didn't know I would take up this much room. I know. I have to keep going back to that to get more, get my, uh, yeah, word count up. (laughs) And then I said, bye now. Bye now. Oh, God. (laughs) Maybe that should be our sign-off for the podcast. That's it. That's going to be it. Bye now. Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. My face is all. great. I wish I had, yeah, I should find... I know I have one of our yearbooks somewhere, and they were just like usually these thin brochures, nearly. Um, (laughs) It's like a pamphlet. Right, right. It's like a Christian track full of how you can divide the kids into socioeconomic and Christian, non Christian categories. so the wait, let me tell you one other thing though okay. that I was thinking about these yearbooks. Um, this is this is a sign um, to a nice girl that is always giggling from Stephen. <laughs> okay, but that's, that's all you. I remember is like seeking out the idiots to make me laugh. And one year, I remember the fifth grade teacher. You know, I don't know what was wrong with her thinking, but she stuck me right in between the two guys who were the worst in the class. Yep. And within, you know, maybe an hour, she was like, nope, not going to work. Because all <laughs> they were doing is making me laugh. Well, that's the thing. Like, especially girls were always buffers. And that still happens now where it's like, oh, these are the unruly boys. Let me put a good girl in between yeah. them to separate yeah. them. And then the girl suffers and... Oh, and I knew. I'm like, stop laughing. They're going to take this away from you. And they did. <laughs> All that <laughs> joy. Well, you and I were, um, I can't say that you weren't popular, but I was definitely unpopular. And there was this. It was day school. There was none of that. Oh, yes, there was. See, you were so unpopular, you didn't even know. You're right. Right. And me too. So there was this group of girls and they were the athletic ones and they were the ones that could tan more easily, just that whole, you know, thing. And some of them were rude. Some of them were like, you know, picked us last for the stupid teams and, you know, all those things that really dig into your self-confidence. So, um, uh, one day, see, my parents were not high up in the church, but they had different positions and um, 
they would be in on meetings for, oh, we need to get a new minister of youth. We need to, you know, do this and that. So wasn't your dad a deacon or something? Yeah, he was a deacon at one time. My mom was like the head of the PTO at the Christian school. And so I would get to overhear things at the dinner table. And we hadn't had a minister of youth that year. And two things I've got to tell you. But one, I hear them over talking and they're like, yeah, well, we got a new minister of youth. He seems really good. It's Mm -hmm. his name's Andy Gibb. And I (laughs) was like, oh, Karen sees a way into the cool girl thing. So we had chapel one day and like the next day and we're walking to the chapel and I hear one of the teachers say, oh, and the new minister of youth is going to be here. And so when we get into the pews, I turn towards like the cool girls who are somehow like huddled together (laughs) and I'm trying to break the force field any way I can. And I'm like, hey, 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 guess what? And like one of, you know, one of the nicest ones probably looks at me and is like, what, Karen? And um, I'm like, I know who the new youth minister is. And they couldn't care less. But then I'm like, it's Andy Gibb. And if you don't know who Andy Gibb is, he was the cutest of the Bee Gees. He wasn't in the Bee Gees. He was the youngest brother. And he... The youngest brother Gibb. That's right. Bee Oh. You're welcome. Is that like Arby's, which means... Yep. Roast roast beef. beef. Took me forever to get that. Um, So he uh, was about to walk in and these girls were like, are you kidding And some of them believe me, some of them didn't. But to me, it made total sense that Andy Andy Gibb, who shadow danced into my heart and Mm -hmm. had albums where he like wore wet shirts and was on the Billboard Top 40 and super tight pants, soups tight, that he would get saved. And give all that up. Tur- give all that b- up to go to a small Baptist <laughs> day school church in South Florida. So of course we're all like the energy is going, and of course out walks this guy who is undecidedly not Andy Gibb, and his <laughs> name was very similar to it. But I mean, any hope that I had of breaking that mm-hmm. circle, they just looked at me like. Well, that's Karen again. (laughs) There she is, just living in her terrible mind. Okay, so I just wanted to say that I really like that minister of youth. Sure. I found out later, and I'm going to have to curb around it, that after he finished being minister of youth there, um, there's about a, you know, five, ten-year gap. He started looking up the girls that were in the youth group to go have sexual relations with them, like all over the country. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to process that. I don't either. And when I found out, I was like, uh, excuse me, what? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's some fucked up people. <laughs> Let me just read you one more autograph from here. Okay. This is from uh, a girl named Terry. 
um, this has been a good year, but you were mad at me and I was mad at you. Good luck next year, your friend. <laughs> that is, see, I had one, and I think I told you where it was like, the guy went to school with us for years, and he was like, mm-hmm. Karen, it was good to meet you this year. I hope right. to I hope to meet you again next year. <sighs> but, well, okay, so there was another one in grade five where it was a very, you know, uh, conservative school. And for whatever reason, this was back when we had first discovered what recycling was. And they put a big dumpster out in front of the parking lot. So you could bring your newspapers and your magazines and put them in there. There, because it used to be a um, like a fundraiser. I don't right. know how they'd make exactly. money, but it was called a magazine drive. Yeah, and yeah. Come so it was a giant. It was a giant. It was a dumpster. Pod. Yeah, yeah. But you could hop in from the top, like you could look over the side and see everything that was in there. So. Uh, they had a house, not a house mom, like a, a class mother mm-hmm. who would come run the boys to get their extra energy out so that they could focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so they took the boys out one day, ran them around, did laps around the building. And there was some kind of maintenance that needed to be done inside the dumpster. Like maybe it was spreading everything out so that everything wasn't over to one side in a big heap. Right. Um, I don't know how... <laughs> dumpster maintenance goes but <laughs> for whatever reason they said to the kids hop inside and spread these magazines out so I don't know if the mom wasn't paying attention or what but in come the boys and they've got playboy magazines with them and they come in and all the girls were just sitting there all nice and proper yeah. and they bust in the door and they're like look what we got we scored and they opens up the centerfold yeah yeah <laughs> And the teacher rips it out of his hand. I know. And then we heard her mutter, I've got a better body than that. I know. I know. <laughs> I remember. Like, she's so. Who the hell was she talking to? I know. To? I know. What 11 <laughs> year old was she thinking was her audience? <laughs> exactly. And you and I remember it differently because I thought it was brilliant of her. She figured out, like, we had. It was usually like Christian girls that went there and boys who had ADHD and that we hadn't, (laughs) nobody figured that out yet. So she started then sending them to run laps in the morning so that they were worn out and could sit still. So my memory was that they went out to run laps. They did. And then came back with the Playboy. But either way, um, yeah, but I remember. some mother had to go out Did with she? them. Yeah, there was like a room mother who oh, went out to good. supervise them. I hope it wasn't mine. <laughs> it was not. And um, she said, I have a better body than that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, we had like crazy teachers. So I think you had left to the Eden School again. And I stayed there one year. And No, you didn't. I can't remember. We both left in eighth grade. Okay. So And you went to a grade. different Christian school. I know. And just going up that 
But in seventh Ugh. grade, you were starting to hang around with people who were interested in boys, and I had nothing. Oh, I had no interest I'm in so that. I'm so sorry. I regret that. <laughs> so there was a teacher. Like, I, I guess they were sort of like, uh, let's find us some teachers and we have a shortage. Oh, there's that guy in church who knows math. And so oh, they hire him or something. So we had a that teacher. Was seventh grade. Who would go in a back room, put together all the folding chairs and lay down yep. and sleep. And we yep. would just be playing on the blackboard and doing all these things while he was napping. Yeah. And, it, like, a lot of us didn't want to tell our parents because we were like, well, we're playing. You know, right. like, we get to have fun. But, yeah, total had no idea um, what we were supposed to learn that year. I'm sure I have a huge gap on what <laughs> most everyone knows about fractions or something well, like that. Well, I will tell you the, the irony of that is because I even, we knew it was wrong. Yeah, we yeah. We knew, like, uh, this we is should be miss. learning. Right. But when I got to public school in eighth grade, Excuse God me? bless you. <laughs> when I got to public school in eighth grade, I was ahead of all the kids there. And, and that in eighth stuns grade, stuns me when you say right? that. Yeah. yeah. I know. Mm. Um, well, it's probably perhaps from television. it was just me. Yeah, it yeah. probably was. Um, but but my teacher, I remember my English teacher saying, you know, don't you want to go into the gifted English class? And I was so embarrassed to have my, my new classmates think that I would leave them because I would think I was better than they were. Right. I said, no. And P.S., who asks the kid? Exactly. Why didn't they call my mom? Right, but anyway. right. That happens a lot, It's actually. a different show about the public school system. Ex mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. always was approached by the teachers in front of everyone, and they'd be like, don't you want to go in the lowest class we have? Stop. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to leave my friends. There's no way. <laughs> okay, so uh, I want to read something that happened at a school sort of recently, an article I could have gone with the Covington Christian School dweebs that, like, had a face-off in D.C. with the um, the Native American guy that's been in the news. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to. I just want to go to this other one that I found. And we are not laughing or making fun of the incident but we might branch off into some humor that entertains us because just, yeah. Okay. It's going to be based on, let me guess, the ignoramuses who made it happen. Correct. Oh. What we like to do here at this <laughs> podcast is expose charlatans. And why not? Because... It's only the journalists who've been doing an amazing job at all these things with the Catholic churches and schools and now the Southern Baptist abuse scandals. So we're just going to join in and go, hey, let me read something that you wrote and then make fun of it. It's, it's perfect. Okay. Yeah. So. Sure. I'm going to bury the lead. Who's Charlotte? She 
There's a ton of them. Okay, here we go. The founder of a Christian school in Texas was caught on tape offering to waive a teen's enrollment fee at the school in exchange for for sex with the mother. All right. The mother? Yes. But he offered it to the kid. I am not sure. Let me oh my let God. me go on. Okay. So, investigative reporter Wayne Dolcefino claps to you, Wayne, and his crew captured audio and video showing the unidentified woman climbing into the man's truck before he offers to waive the school's three hundred dollar enrollment fee for the daughter for the woman's daughter if she has sex with him. Okay, so just after the incident was filmed, um, Dulcefino, the reporter, approached the guy. Just after the incident, the reporter approached the co-founder of this Christian school in Texas and asked what he was doing inside his pickup truck with a woman at the back end of a La Quinta Inn (laughs) parking lot. (laughs) And I'm like... Golly, I guess <laughs> if you're waiving the 300 but you're oh. still going to be paying like 70 bucks for the room. No, I guess, or, I guess they were just like, oh, let's get it going in the truck. I know, but you're, you're, why would you pick a, a hotel if you're not going to go in there? And it's the La Quinta, oh. which who knows? There's a lot of stuff going on at those. Um, so then $300. The, I know. Oh, my God. Then the uh, reporter, this is my favorite professional question, frazzles the Christian educator by asking, were you going there to get lucky? (laughs) And the guy says, no, absolutely not. And the guy says, you weren't going there for sex, trying to get... um, the man to fess up, quote, fess up to the sex proposition. The woman, who's not identified by name in the tape or the TV station story, originally approached the man at the Christian school because her 18-year-old daughter had not passed a Texas standardized test nor completed her credits necessary for graduating. The enrollment fee tuition payment, and some coursework through the small school allows students to receive a high school diploma without passing the state test. Oh, my gosh. So we have there again, we are passing through kids who have a Christian education on to colleges that they're not prepared for. And there's some Christian colleges, too, that this girl could have gone right to and been an A student because sometimes the standards can be pretty low. But I don't know about that. I thought, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Ooh, I had something ding. Oh, oh Michael's has their <laughs> April family event on crafts. Um, oh, you know, so, speaking of things that come into the phone like that, every Sunday I get information from Hobby Lobby, which just makes me want to go to Hobby Lobby and they're closed. And it's because like, wait a minute. That's right. And who are right. they making work 
on that Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's automated. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt the... The oh wait, I wanted I wanted who? I wanted the reply to be: Did you go to the La Quinta Inn parking lot to get lucky? I wanted him to go no to be blessed. Uh, okay, no, because I wanted to show God's love. Yeah. 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 Okay, so um, girl hadn't passed the test. She hadn't done anything, but she's still gonna go. Okay. Then um, in the video, you can hear the the slime ball say, for the uh, enrollment fee and stuff like that, maybe you and I can do something, you think? Mm. Do you have sexual relationships often anymore? Are you seeing a man now? And she says, so you're going to wipe everything if me and you get together? And then he says, excuse me, and I don't mean to be so blunt, but I'm talking about effing you. And Wait, did he say effing? That's what it says in the article, so I am following that. And um, then he sa- adds that for 300 they could, quote, get together several times. Oh. So I have always wondered how these things come up in conversation. Like... How a man can read the woman. Like, is it the desperation that she feels? Yeah. And he picks up on it. Like, this woman will do anything for her kid to get into this class. Like, what? And then how do you bring it up? I I know. I think that, but I think you're right. I think the whole reading thing. And if the kid was a member of the student body, he's probably familiar with the mom. Well, no, I don't think the girl's accepted to the school yet. She just wants her kid in there because her kid has no, is not going to graduate in a normal school. Okay. But she can't afford the 300 bucks. I'm sure part of it is, you know, just the vibe and, and, you know, this will be awful, but I'm assuming he's making assumptions by how she's dressed. Um, it could be, or in Texas, her ethnicity. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And and I, but so, my you know. what I'm jumping to also is how you and I always say, no one ever offered us pot, or like no one. I know. No one ever said, oh, I'll do this for you if you do this for me sexually. Like they just knew. Like uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not these. Or because I'm a tattletale. Yeah. So, okay. So um, the woman said she agreed to be wired uh, to expose him to the parents who send their kids to that fucking school. So that's good. Um, And then uh, at one point during the conversation, Sleazeball acknowledges um, that he should apologize for making her think she might have to sell her body. Quote, I think that's wrong, he tells her. It smacks of prostitution, and I know you're not a prostitute. Um, What? ah, Exactly. So lovely, like, mix things there to not make her feel, you know, terrible. Um, Let me see. I usually like it when guys give me that compliment. I know you're not a prostitute. 
<laughs> That's right. Um, let's, Thank and you. There is an official statement from the higher-up body of something, and it says, Mr. Sleazeball's apology for his inappropriate language uh-huh. and his asking for forgiveness, along with his refusal to take part in any further actions with this woman, was not aired on the television thing. Mm-hmm. But he is no longer affiliated with the Christian school in any way. Oh, and good. then the last statement, the blank, blank Christian school staff wants to remind you that we're all sinners saved by grace. And we have forgiven Mr. Slimeball for his wrong action. Oh, that's so sweet. I mean, that's the thing that can get me about Christianity is that it. It convinces you, one, you're special, and two, you're going to live forever, and three, you can be forgiven for anything. And that's really inviting when you're a kid because you want to live forever, and when you mess up, you you know, you want to know that you can start anew, and, and you want to know you're special, but when you're an adult— those are the three things that are the most dangerous, I think, because especially the forgiveness part, it does, you don't get but, to spend but they, a lot of time grieving your terrible actions because forgiveness is so instantaneous. Forgiveness, yeah. I mean, I guess you got fired, but but they there sure was a lot of pressure to be perfect. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, to me, it would have been a lovely thing like, oh, you know, get in a fight with somebody for a whole school year, apparently go to confession instead of feeling crappy about it. I don't know. (laughs) Now I'm just like, why couldn't we have been Catholic? Exactly. We need more guilt (laughs) in our lives. So, well, that's a fun scandal. Um, It's a delightful one. Yeah. Um, But, you know, these these sex scandals are happening all the time. Just wanted to tell one that did not go awry, but also give a little background into that Christian schools often take on kids that cannot or have not succeeded in the public school. So that's a pretty low, (laughs) low little hanging fruit there that mixes with the other kids who are sort of sincere and earnest. Yeah. But, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we did have our share of kids with a lot of hyperactivity. Um, You know, remember the one in early day school who jumped up on a a desk and pulled his pants down and spun in a circle. That was always my favorite. Yeah, and he also did eat the glue. That was a different one. that was the day where the... Oh, my God, what's wrong? All the boys were the worst. I mean, like, seriously (laughs) non-functioning in society. I remember being on the playground, and the playground was fenced in three Mm -hmm. sides, and then one went up against the side of the church wall. And in the 70s or whenever the church was built, someone had done this cool architectural feature where some of the bricks came out further than others, and it formed a big cross. Yeah, 
on the side of the building. And I don't know if it was a substitute or what, but one of the hyperactive boys would climb Climb up it every day. (laughs) And then one of the adults said, if you get up any higher, I'm going to nail you to it. Uh And I just was like, that's great. Church humor. I know. Jesus reference. Um, (laughs) Jesus puns. All right. So I'm going to read a letter from somebody and you have not heard it. So this is fun. No, I haven't. All right. So it's, uh, she says it is okay to use her name. So her name's Stacy. Hey, Stacy. <laughs> Hi, Stacy. So she says, Hi, Karen and Bonnie. I love the podcast and in, in <laughs> take two. Hi, Karen <laughs> and Bonnie. I love the podcast and am enjoying Aww. the solidarity with others who have experienced fundamentalist Christianity. Sometimes it feels good just to laugh at the insanity. Yay. Yay. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church in the 90s near Woo-hoo. yeah near Dallas, Texas. Uh, what if she went to well, the one <laughs> that our pastor ended up going could to? Could be. Um, oh. During this story, my family was attending one of those mega churches that have all their sermons on local TV. That I bet. During, mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of that they yeah, are. Yeah, true. Uh, they do have a lot of them. Um, during this story, I was 16. I didn't really enjoy going to church, and I wanted to find ways to make it more tolerable, so I convinced <laughs> my boyfriend at the time to come along with us that Sunday morning. We sat through a bland worship service and then headed to youth group for Sunday school. I walked in, and to my horror, the teachers were splitting up the guys and the girls for, in all caps, SEX TALK SUNDAY. <laughs> Oh, God. And that's the worst when you, like, bring a friend who... That's what she says. (laughs) When you bring a friend and then they do separate you and, like, you look at each other and you're, like, like, apologizing with your eyes. You're apologizing. I didn't know. And in telepathy, you're going, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So she says, we had literally never talked about sex or anything remotely close to it at church, so I was unprepared. I felt terrible for bringing my boyfriend to church only to sit in a room with strangers and be lectured about the evils of fornication. Oh, my God. We had also recently begun having a deliciously sinful sexual relationship. (laughs) So I was convinced that God was punishing us with this Sunday school lesson from hell. That's right. He knows. He was watching. Well, probably. Um I tried to explain that I had brought a guest that week and didn't want to split up, but my boyfriend assured me it was okay as they whisked him away. Um, (sighs) And P.S., my guess is they planned this Sunday school stuff in church when they saw her with him. But anyway. And people might be like, oh, that's ridiculous. No, but oh, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That would happen to you. Yep. Wouldn't happen to me. Um. I accepted my fate and joined the girls' room. There were maybe 15 girls with two teachers, and all of us were 16 to 17 years old. We were given pieces of paper that we could write questions on to ask anonymously. I'm like, yeah, Mm. like, you know who wouldn't know my handwriting. And each pencil is a different color, but don't worry. That's all we have. Yeah. Um, although I'm always clever and pretend that I'm left-handed when I write things like right. that. I'm like, yeah. Yep. Block letter it. That's Block right. letter it, Karen. Um, then what the two... What is a 
vagina. Uh, Then the two teachers who were presumably sex experts would answer them. We ended up only having three topics. First, sex is a gift for your future husband, so protect and cherish it at all costs. Second, if you're already, or if you've already messed up, that's okay because God loves all dirty sinners. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, how do you know if the guy is the one? The answer to this question is you just know. So that's all Christian young women need to know about sex. (laughs) Done. Done. The girls' class took about 45 minutes, and when we got back to the room, the guys were all waiting. Apparently, their class only took 15 minutes. (laughs) 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 Metaphors. Exactly. Um, Metaphor. My boyfriend flat out refused to tell me what they discussed. He just said it was a waste of time. The next Sunday, I convinced one of my male friends to tell me what happened in the class. Here's what the guys were told about sex. Guys... Think of your penis as a gun. Anywhere you... (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere you wouldn't be pointing a gun, don't point your penis. It's as simple as that. Oh, my God. What? Teacher said you wouldn't point a gun at yourself or at anyone else, and the same rules go for sex. What? I don't even... Okay. So uh, no, no suicidal. So it's literal. Work. Is that a gun in your pocket? Yep. Or are you happy? Oh um, my god! She I goes. Frankly, I think this brings a lot of things into question, both for sexuality and for gun safety. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. That's my experience uh, getting sex education in a Baptist church in Texas. Oh my god, <laughs> that's perfect. Thank you because yeah, um, thanks because um. The difference is amazing, yeah. again, about between guys and girls, because no one ever tells the guys yeah. that their virginity is a gift. No. It's the women who are like, you have to protect this, and this is a gift that you're giving. And guys, it's like, put that thing away. Not allowed, <laughs> you know, Keep it in your holster. Weapon. That's right. Uh, 15 That's minutes, 45 minutes. You know, know. you know, okay, so, I mean, you know that the last 30 minutes, the guys just got to talk about Saturday Night Live and what was on the night before. I assume so. Or the game. The big game. Or, you know, or the guys, like, opening this up for questions. Any questions? Any questions? Oh, my gosh. But that's the thing that... The, the ones teaching the sex education at that age, you can't help but picture them having had sex Ugh. because they're the experts. And if they're dweeby, which they always are, <laughs> then it makes it super uncomfortable. Like, what what do we say? What do we do? Ay, ay, ay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I promise. I just I just feel like they saw her in church. <laughs> With a boyfriend yeah. and decided last minute, split him up. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Because I was telling but I th- Bonnie the other day at my wedding, I, I did it at that church. And then we broke all the crazy rules as Baptists at our reception. We had alcohol. Yeah. And the next day, 
the sermon was on alcohol <laughs> and how you shouldn't go near it and mm-hmm. talked about even at weddings. And we had people who were in town for the wedding and, you know, Colin and I were gone, but they went to church and a lot of them were mm-hmm. offended. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, it turns on a dime. If they feel, oh, God's put this on our heart because this person is here, then... Yeah, yeah well, but guilt. I told you, like, thanks to the alcohol, a certain someone got to make out with a certain guy she had fancied in college. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. All that fun. Yep. My love sure makes other love happen. <laughs> Ew. Um, gross. Okay. So there you um, have it. That's uh, Please send in. We love funny stories. If you've got a good Christian school one, we haven't even gotten too much into Christian college, although, well, not on this I got into a Christian college. But (laughs) who doesn't? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, send us some good, fun stories from growing up in a Christian day school or high school. Oh, yeah, we haven't even. We didn't go to that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, for this segment, don't be an asshole. Uh, Tell me about your week. When were you an asshole, Bonnie? All right. So, um, there there was somebody who rarely calls me, and she gave me a phone call on Friday, but then it didn't, it didn't leave a message, and I wasn't in a place where I could answer it. So, then on a Saturday... She called and had a problem with an appliance in her, in her condo. And so if anybody knows this, if you have to get a repair person out on a Saturday, it's double time. And I knew that that was going to make the owners upset, not upset, but just aggravated. And um, so I said to her in a tone that I'm not proud of, when did this happen? <laughs> and she said, oh, today. And I said, because you called me yesterday and didn't leave a message. So I was I was like, I didn't say directly, why wouldn't you call on the day that it happened during a weekday exactly. where it would have been half the price? But So you work with always backing up for listeners. Oh, yeah. You work, I know. You work with people who <laughs> are challenged, rent no. and lease and buy right. and different yeah. So that would have come out of your pocket. It wouldn't come out of their pocket. No, but back to the guilt thing that the 6th grade teacher got me into. I felt like, okay, well, I could have called her back not having a message and found out on Friday that this was happening and saved them the being upset and the having to pay double. You know what I mean? It's always, I always go back to, oh, how could I have done differently to make everybody happier? So, yeah, um, yeah, totally. Uh But uh, I I don't know. I'm like, and there would, there would have been no reason for her to call me. Like, it just is weird that she called that day, but you know, it was just my tone and it's not professional. And, uh, you know, in my brain, I was like, well, I didn't say anything, but now she's on to me or she yeah. knows I'm on to her. So, right. <laughs> anyway. And I agree. Like the whole women have guilt enough because we're always saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
for not thinking ahead of someone's needs even. And then you add on the faith guilt. Yeah. Because there are sins of doing things, and then there's sins of omission. Yep. Then the sins of not doing something you know would have been right. Yeah. So, yeah, you get it on both ends. But it all goes back to the formaldehyde. That's right. <laughs> we need to write that lady and just be... Oh, oh no. You know I'm, it's going to be something awful. She's going to be in some awful condition. Right, right. There's so many of them that I've wanted to write and just be like, hey, by the way. So what was a good thing? Um, I was just going <laughs> to... Nothing. Um, <laughs> a good thing. The good thing is uh, it was so... It's just so sweet sometimes and simple to give your dog a new toy and just Aww. watch the joy of yeah. of them discovering it and and chewing on a certain part and go, oh, what does this feel like? You know, I gave her this duck with no stuffing. And so she was like investigating the beak, you know, and, <laughs> and where his squeaker was and if she could, you know, slap it around. And it was just, it was just so pure. Anyway. Right, right. It was just so happy. Yeah. I know. I know. Mine revolves around dogs most of the time, too. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, every week I could just be like, so my dog wagged its tail. But it's, you know, it's true because then you are feeling something and remembering what that feeling is like so you can recall it back, like you said once. And did I say this before? They don't get angry. I know. They get a little playful. What? Mine, mine does get angry, my old dog, but... Angry or just cranky? Both. Yeah. Okay. It's a pain. Yeah. But they don't, they don't let so, it fester and they don't let it, you know, ruin their day. They do not hold grudges. Right, right. No. They just hold... And they don't um, talk to you, which is so nice. Stuffingless ducks. So my... Do your asshole thing. Yes. I've been an asshole to my body and (laughs) I am not joking. Like my body is falling apart right now and it's probably because I've been an asshole to it. And I think about this all the time. Like if I have someone I love, I would want them not to be suffering and I would be like, well, you might want to eat better or here, <laughs> let's take a walk or let's, but not me. It's true. I have been yep. an asshole to myself and I'm suffering for it. And this week has been like physically challenging for me and I have no one to blame but myself. I want to so, take yours. Uh, what you said. Okay. That's you can. Absolutely. Isn't it a shame? Because in my mind, sometimes I go to, I think about people. I'm like, why would she smoke? Right. Right. (laughs) And it's the same with me. Like, why would I eat Doritos right before laying down? Yeah. Yeah. Eat them after you lie down. Oh, well. (laughs) But exactly. And I'm just like. uh, Not that I I did that or ever do it. Yeah, but if I were to, in the back parking lot of a La Quinta. <laughs> That's just a I have random my example own. I pulled out of my ass. 
right. And yeah, uh, so, so maybe I'll say on air that I am going to start caring for myself as if I were a friend of myself. Yes, or future Karen. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I stole that from Gretchen Rubin, but it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen to Gretchen Rubin's podcast. What's Happier. it called? I thought that was it, but I thought, no, it's got to be Oh, that might not something. be it. Yeah, because then there's 10% Happier, yeah, which Dan is Harris's. Har- Sam, or Harris. Dan. But yeah, just look up Gr- Gretchen Rubin. You'll find her. Um and then my thankful thing, which goes hand in hand, I've been social so many times this week. Ugh. And if you knew me in real <laughs> life, you would know I don't like people. I don't like leaving my house. It's not true and that you don't like people. You I don't know, like but I like the energy that you have to give out. Totally. Too. And yeah, I I just I'm happy just staying at home and I did three like with crowds of people. Oh, well, three yeah. times this week, wow. which is insane and I am exhausted. How big were the crowds? So, one night <laughs> we went to a packed restaurant and there were about 12 of us and we played trivia mm-hmm. and came in second place for knowing about The Office. But Karen lost us 10 points because when they asked where did Angela and um, Dwight stand when they were getting married, Mm -hmm. anyone have the answer out there? (laughs) I said, hey, on hay bales. And the answer is in graves. So I lost us 10 points. Came in second. But that was a big crowd. And... Then the other one is that I do something with a group of women every month, and this month is my time to have them over. So that's 12 of us. They had to go to your house. house. I know. That's nice. It was super nice. I need a golden star. And then... And, like, everyone always puts out, like, nice little snacks, and I'm like, I'm doing... What I love. So I had a bowl of croutons. What? By themselves. And I had um, little Debbie Swiss cake rolls because I'm like, this is what I love to eat. And I'm going to share it. (laughs) Guess what? That bowl of croutons is gone at the end of the night. Yeah, well, their only mm -hmm. other option was little Debbie Swiss rolls. Oh my God. I had some like Chex Mixy stuff. Oh, that's great. Uh, but, um, and then last night, our neighborhood does a whiskey tasting night. So that's like 300 people and loud music and yeah. walking around outside and food trucks. So I need like to be on oxygen right now. Yeah. And I'm thankful though, that I have really good friends mm-hmm. that, if I didn't make this move recently, geographically, I feel I would still be in the doldrums because place really does affect you. Your environment. I agree. Yes. Location, location. Yep. And location. Yep. All right. Well, That's it. Um, rank and support us or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, rank, rank us. Great. Sorry. There. Yeah, and subscribe and tell your friends. We'd appreciate it. Now, how are we going to sign off? What did I say in the yearbook? Oh, oh bye, bye now. now. <laughs> bye now. Bye. Click. Uh,